What is up, friends? This is Ashley Daily Encouragement. I am massively late today. I'm looking at the clock. I'm like, oh my God, what the heck have you been doing all morning, Ashley? Oh man, Lord knows. Um, I won't get into the conversation right now, you guys, but I will continually tell you, oh my gosh, I love freedom in Christ. I love liberty in the land. And I will not quit talking about that. God knows that I will probably never quit. Um, you know, I really believe that all men should know the process of liberty in their country. And, uh, you know, man, oh man, talk about a time to learn it today. So anyway, you guys, um, we are going to be talking about the three levels of listening. Um, this is really good stuff. You guys Real, you know, things that I'm also learning and seeking to practice in my life. I want to have good relationships with the people that, you know, matter the most to me and with people that I'm going to be coming in contact with in the future. You know, I want, these are skills that I think are really, really important and vital to any type of connection with whoever you're going to have in your life. And, uh, so I want to I want to share uh, those three um, levels of listening with you guys today. Tomorrow we're going to talk about silence, which is going to be kind of awkward because um, the video I watched when he did it today, he was silent the whole time. So I'm like, okay, how do you communicate silence on a podcast? Maybe just like that. Okay, you guys. So um, I was in. I want to share something with you guys really, really quick. Before I get into it, though, let's go ahead and pray. And um, I want to share some things with you guys that I was reading in Joshua that I think might encourage you a little bit, give you some perspective. You know, these are just things that I'm thinking about in the context of my relationship with the Lord. And I want to share it with you guys just in case you guys can get some uh, benefit out of it in any type of way. So let's go ahead and pray and we'll get right into it. Oh, Lord, thank you for this day. Thank you, God, that, you know, you are really stripping us away in this season of our lives, stripping away the mindsets and the arguments and the thoughts and everything in us, Lord, that go against the knowledge of who you are truly, Lord. Uh, Father, I just pray you'll continue to teach us to walk in the spirit like me and my husband were talking about this morning, to walk in the spirit, not in the flesh, not to weigh every decision against what other people say or their opinions or their perspectives or our emotions or whatever, Lord, but let us live in the spirit. Let us live in your heart, your thoughts, your plans, your purpose. And you reveal that to us, God, through our own desires of our own hearts, God. We're not alone in this, Lord. We're not just these, you know, floating through this life with no type of context of anything you want us to do, Lord, but you really do Give us the desires of our heart, God. You lead us on this path. And I just pray that you will teach us to know what it means to be yoked with you, Lord. You know, to, yes, let your will be done. But how does your will get done through us? Because we have a will as well, God. So how do we continually submit our wills to your will, be in complete agreement with that, be in the joy of that, and just walking out, you know, the pro the purpose you've given to us by submitting our will to you and doing it joyfully, not compulsively. You know, not doing it because you tell us to, but doing it because we see the value and who you are and the things you want us to do. And um, so, Lord, I just I just pray that we can get more confident in our relationship with you in this time and uh, just continue to grow and mature um, into our awareness of who we are in relationship to you, what our purpose is in relationship to you, that we will have a healthy perspective of the God that we serve. So, Lord, we need more of that more than ever these days. And I just thank you, God, that you will give that to us, Father. I pray you please, God, direct this conversation, Lord. We love you so much, God. We thank you. And we just pray all these things in Jesus' name. So, my friends, I was in Joshua. Um, it was 10 this morning. And I was just looking at how Joshua was dealing with these five kings that he had killed. And, um, you know, you guys remember I was talking to you guys yesterday about the Gideonites and how they kind of used some deception, <laughs> you know, um, because they were afraid that Joshua and them were gonna, the Israelites were going to take them out, you know. And so um, when these kings had heard that the Gideonites had aligned and become allies with Israel, they'd gotten really scared because I guess the Gideon, Gideonites, 
um, really good fighters, and they also had some other things in their favor. Um, let me see if I can find it, because I was looking at it um, earlier this morning. Um, but, uh, so anyway, these these kings were really nervous of, you know, the city. And um, so they figured, okay, well, let's go ahead and try to take over uh, Gideon, you know, or take over that city. And uh, so obviously Joshua and the Israelites came and helped them. They took out those five kings. Anyway, you guys, I hope I'm not confusing you too much. If you guys read uh, Joshua 10, it'll definitely give you all the context for this, you guys. I'm trying to just give you an overall summary of what I remember. But, <clears throat> excuse me, guys. So anyway, he, Joshua and the Lord, <laughs> they go out together. All these kings are killed. And it's amazing how each king that he killed and each city that he conquered, it said he left no survivors there. Right? It says... You know, but Joshua defeated him and his army until no survivors were left. They captured it the same day and put it to the sword and totally destroyed everyone in it, just as they had done in Lachish. They left no survivors. They left no survivors. And you just see this over and over and over again. And it just got me thinking, right? You know, as a Christian these days, and I was going to look up this word, dang it. Maybe I'll still be able to find it. Um... You know, and in Corinthians, right? I think it's 2 Corinthians 10, 4. It talks about how we, um, you know, we demolish arguments and strongholds that go against the knowledge of God, right? You guys, literally living in the United States of America, we literally don't have a physical enemy. Though it kind of feels like that these days with the way that um, our local and state government's doing things, you guys, which, you know, I kind of digress in this. Just know, I do, like I said, I'll tell you over and over again, I do love my nation. I love United States of America. I love I love liberty. And I will always keep my eyes out to things that are contrary to that. And so, you know, there's there's some suspicious things happening. And I'm sure, you know, if you listen to this podcast in any other countries, you guys, come on, the whole world's on lockdown right now. Um, you know, I would love to hear your guys' stories, especially if you don't live in the United States. You guys hit me up on Facebook. You know, let me know what is going on in your country right now, you know, in terms of, you know, how the government's behaving and you know, how they're treating their citizens. I think it's really important to know these things, you guys. You know, history can't repeat itself. Y'all remember, uh, you know, what Hitler did, right? I mean, come on, you guys. And there's things that go on, you know, in other countries that we don't even, that here in America, we're so blind to you, you guys. You know, I'm so sorry for our ignorance at times to really understand the the depth of the oppression that goes on in other countries, um, you know, especially communist China, right? I mean, come on, there's things that happen, I know, over in India. You know, um, you guys, there's so many things that are going on all around the world right now that, uh, you know, you, like I said, you'd be completely appalled. I mean, if the news was actually reporting things that are happening, um, I can tell you right now, we would not be in the state that we're in. Um, things would be so much different. You know, it's talk about being caught off guard. Um, you know, so anyway, you guys, I'm massively digressing. But back to the whole idea of, you know, Joshua literally was fighting off people, right, to take over the land, right? It's kind of like when, the, you know, I can only speak from my paradigm, you know, from my perspective. For me, it makes me think about when, you know, our nation was building and we had people breaking off from King George because he was massively oppressive. You guys, when you guys learned about him, he was putting people in jail when they couldn't pay their bills. You know, he would massively oppress them and then charge them for it. Hmm, sounds familiar. So, um, you know, people were sick of that. Right. And I mean, they, they, we tried to comply. Right. And do these things the king wanted to do. We wanted to live in unity with the king, um, even being over here. But he was still doing things, you know, without considering the context of the situation we had over here, you know. And so, uh, yeah, did um, pe- did the founding fathers and 
you know, the people who come over here have to literally fight. Yes, they did. Flesh and blood, baby. I mean, we're fighting the British, fighting all kinds of people, like literally. We have never, I mean, think about the Civil War, you know, all these, even on our own land, you guys, we have not, this generation has not really had to fight in ways that we have, you know, that the people have gone before us, right? I mean, think about all the wars and stuff we've had. It's never really been on our own soil. Like I said, Civil War, but, you know, there's other countries that are literally get bombed. I mean, you know, anyway, so because I, you know, be, being in America, um, you don't really see this happening right you don't see like with joshua and the israelites advancing into another country taking it over and massively just you know killing everything and all everything and anything there right and these days though you guys we have to think about this in the context of our own thoughts right i mean second corinthians 10 says that we take every thought captive and i think you guys i'm gonna be honest there's been times in my life where i've not taken this very seriously but now that i'm in this position in my life where i'm like you know what god I want to live from, you know, being your ambassador. I want to live from the reality of being your child, having access to your resources and your kingdom because of the purpose you've given to me and the talents. You guys, if you're a Christian, if you have the Holy Spirit, every single person has access to God in this way. He shows no favoritism. However, I'm not really seeing a lot of people these days walk in that type of authority that they have in Christ that way. And I'm like, why is that, Lord? And again, I think it's because of the arguments and the presumptions that we entertain as Christians that keep us from really walking out the power and the authority. You guys, the disciples that you read about in the Bible, they literally had power coming through them. They were doing things. They were literally healing people physically, right? You know, casting out demons, doing all these things. And so what I mean is there was some real power that was flowing through them. They were walking in exactly what God wanted them to be walking in. And all I'm saying is, in this generation that we're in, you know, what power are we supposed to be walking in as God's people, you know, and what authority do we have that we maybe left to somebody else, right? You know, I've been talking about this a lot with people, you know, as far as this whole idea of, okay, leave it to the experts. You know, what about remembering that we're all made in the image of God? We are all made to rule and subdue our lives and be in control. And we all have the ability to think like God does in the way we can get wisdom from him and get what we need. There's nothing that we cannot deal with because we have access to God now and he can help us with all the issues that we're having. So anyway, guys, I was just thinking in the context of my life. Okay, what are some enemies that we may be dealing with? Um, not physically, but it says we battle against principalities. Oh, and that reminded me. Let me see if I can look it up really quick, you guys. Um, I looked up the word principle a while ago um, because this is a word that gets thrown around a lot. I didn't really understand it in the fullest context. You know, I thought I understood it, but then it was like, okay, you, if you were to ask me, I would just sit there and look at you like, I would tell you, I don't know. You know, I'm not, I'm not afraid to acknowledge my ignorance because I don't want to be powerless. You know, I think if you admit your ignorance and you're just like, hey, I don't know, I think there's a certain strength to that because um, once you do know, then uh, that gives you the ability to make change, right? That gives you your power. So let me see if I can find it really quick, you guys, the actual definition of principle, because it says we battle against principalities, right? So a principle is a general truth or law that um, which is an error in anything, determining its nature, right? Essential character, essential, an established mode of action or operation, right? So think about a principle. You could think this in terms of, you know, you look outside in creation, right? There are certain principles with uh, maybe if you're going to grow something, right? If you're going to be a farmer, there's certain things that you got to do that are in place that you can't just not do it and, act, and think that you're going to get a crop, right? There's the tilling of the soil. 
You've got to water it. You've got to be diligent in that way. You've got to take care of the plants, remove the weeds. You know, it's hard work, right? You got to remove the rocks. You got to protect, you know, from, uh, uh, you know, um, insects and birds and all this kind of stuff that want to come and destroy the thing you're trying to grow, right? So I, I look at that as a principle, you know, a principle of growth. It's an essential action or operation that has to be in place. Same thing today, even in, even with liberty in your land, there are certain principles. There's going to be certain established modes of action or operation that's going to be needed to be understood by all people, right? By all people so it can be maintained, right? I mean, it's like if, if a farmer isn't just going to give his farm over to somebody who's never farmed and doesn't know the principles of farming, who doesn't understand how plants grow, what they need, how they, how you protect them, that type of thing, right? Just like your business. You know, you could you could apply this to anything in life that you want to try to preserve. You don't hand it over to an ignorant person who doesn't know how to care for that thing, right? Just like your children. Are you, you know what I'm saying? You're not just going to give your kids over to someone who um, you don't trust, you know, or like, I don't know. I mean, this, this is kind of a radical example, but, you know, some dude just, you know, uh, just got done getting charged for, you know, molesting a child. Are you going to have him watch your kid? Uh, no. I'm not saying people can't repent, but I'm like, uh, nah, bruh, um, I'm good. You can go, you know, watch the dogs or whatever. You know what I'm saying? You ain't gonna babysit my children. Um, there's some, there's a type of level of discernment and wisdom that needs to be in place, right? Because there's tons of people out there that say, oh yeah, I'm changed, I'm redeemed. But you look at the fruit of their life and you're like, uh, I don't know about that, right? So I'm not super quick to just, you know, jump on the bandwagon of, okay, cool. You know, you were this way and you say now you're not, you know, I'm looking for, uh, fruit in people's life. Jesus even said, you can't pick, uh, what is it? You can't pick fruit from thorn bushes, right? There's certain qualities that people have that you need to know whether they're approachable or not. And defensive people, people that don't want to be taught, people that attack you and you know, all this kind of stuff. That's already an indicator. I'm already getting off track here though, you guys. But anyway, just paying attention that there's certain principles, there's truths, there's there is principles that we are currently fighting against. You're going to do it in your relationship with God. You're going to do it in every area of your life that you are really seeking to have growth and maturity. Okay. So there's these general truths that we all have to know. Um, these processes that we need to be aware of. Okay. These essential character traits. There's essential character traits you need to have as a human being, you know, um, especially if you're a Christian, right? We're going to be made in the image of God. You're going to have his essential character traits. You, you better figure out what those are. The fruit of the spirit. I mean, that's, that's kind of like a comparison thing. Um, you can know if you're growing in the Lord, if the fruit of the spirit is growing within you. Trust me, you know, if you've got love, joy, peace, patience, goodness, faith, and self-control, forbearance. Um, if you don't know you have that, then it's really important time. It's probably get, get a little self-aware to where you're at. You know what I mean? Because if you're not even aware to those things, there's other things you're not aware of. And, you know, you don't want to just go through life just sort of drifting and having no purpose. Okay. So, um, again, back to, you know, the whole idea I noticed, like he said, he left no survivors. And it just made me realize you better know your enemies in, in terms of your life. Right. So I was thinking about this this morning, you guys, I haven't put too much thought into it, but I'm just going to throw it out there just in case somebody can, you know, really just think about it. So you're going to have like an enemy of your vision. Okay. God's going to give you a purpose for your life. He's going to give you a vision. He's going to give you, and here's the deal, you guys. I used to think that serving God was a burden. I thought that carrying my cross was like literally supposed to hurt and suck and like serving God was unbearable, but that is absolutely not true. That is not consistent with the character of God. God is going to give you, um, he's going to give you a vision for your life. 
it says that he will give you the desires of your heart. He's going to put things on your heart that you actually want to do. He's actually going to give you things that actually produce love, joy, peace, patience, goodness, faithfulness, self-control, forbearance, kindness. I don't think that sounds like a bad deal, does it? So he's going to give you a vision that's going to correspond with his, the fruit of his spirit, his thinking, his character, that's going to grow you in that way. However, you're going to have thoughts. They're going to try to attack that vision. Okay. You know, the enemy, and I was thinking, what, what would be the enemy of vision? Right. You know, I, I, I'm, I'm kind of walking by myself through this right now in my life, this process of understanding, you know, the enemy of vision, basically anything that would try to talk you out of that vision. Uh, you know what? That's just too, that's just too, that's, that's, that's too big. You know, you can't think like that. You know, that's not even reasonable. That's not logical, whatever. Think about the vision you have for your life. And then think about the thought, the things that come into your mind that try to take that from you. And then you got to be like Joshua. And it's, and, and when it says, uh, he left no survivors, <laughs> like he was lethal with it, right. Until there was no survivors. So you have to be willing to kill any thought, leave no survivors in your mind. Okay. There can be no thought that will go against your vision. What about the enemy of courage? You guys, I was thinking about that this morning too. You know, the enemy of courage. Think about, um, you know, you, you want to live with your whole heart. You want to do the things God wants you to do. You want to do it unashamed. You, you want, you know, you want to live like God is in you and the Holy Spirit's in you and you don't need all this validation, you know? So what are enemies of courage? I was thinking about that. Uh, other people telling you what to do, right? Feeling insecure. Oh man, I don't know if I can make these decisions. You know, these, these things that you tell yourself, what things want to try to strip your courage, right? And our courage is really a threat to the enemy, right? Because he doesn't want us to be courageous. He, he wants to actually steal, kill and destroy the courage that God wants to put inside of you, you know? And then last one, you guys, another one I was thinking of, just the enemy of mindset. You know, there's certain mindsets. Again, let's go back to the word principle, right? Uh, you know, the whole idea of knowing that there is a process or action that's in place, right? For established results, an established mode of action or operation, essential character, a principle, okay? We fight against principalities. So if there's going, there's going to be mindsets that you need to take with you on this journey, Okay, there's going to be mindsets that are going to produce good results, you know, different actions, procedures and applications that you need to know. But of course, you know, the enemy is going to attack that. And, you know, Christians are famous for this, right? Oh, that's psychology. Oh, yeah, you know, that's so and so that's not in the Bible. It is amazing how we completely de-armor ourselves from anything that God has put in this world that is good. Right. And we say, oh, it's not in the Bible. I'm like, Lord, please give people the wisdom to see that everything that we read is it's all there. It's true. But you know what? I'm going to tell you right now. I didn't always see it. Um, I can, I can read books now that, you know, you would consider like, you know, anti-Christian, like I said, psychology books, you know, especially from uh, Dr. Henry Cloud, even though he's a Christian, you know, people would get really riled up about stuff like that. But, uh, okay. What about like Brene Brown? You know, she, she, uh, she doesn't talk about Jesus and all this stuff in her books, but man, oh man, there's a lot of principles in there, like life-changing stuff. She talks about shame. Where do we read about shame in the Bible, right? In the very beginning. So, but I didn't understand these things that she's talking about. I could not discern it myself by just looking at the Bible because the meanings that I had attached to these different scenarios, they were not uh, talked about in the environment I was in, right? So that's the other thing I think sometimes is the people that you're hanging with and the way they interpret things and the meanings they attach to certain things. A lot of times other people's meanings will, you know, steal away the mindset. Um, and you know what? How the, the meaning that people attach to things is not always true. That's just their perception of reality, right? And there's more than one way to look at something. That's why it's really, really important for us to be open, receptive, 
to how other people think about things because we only see things from our from our paradigm. And if you're trying to go from A to B, you might not have everything you need. It's like, you know, function as a heart, that's good, pump the blood. But you know, you you need oxygen to, to survive as well, right? You need the brain. There's other parts that we need in this thing. We gotta learn to be able to receive from other people. Know what you give, know your worth, and then be able to be humble enough to receive the good that other people have to help you on your journey. So anyway, you guys, let's just get into this really quick and we are gonna be done for the day. Um, let's talk about this the whole listening thing. I just did like a whole podcast on everything but what I was gonna talk about, you guys, but I'm just really passionate. Thank you guys for still being here. If you guys are new to the podcast, welcome. Thank you for joining me. Um, we are just about to the end of this life coaching thing. Um, I got, I think we've, let's see here, you guys. I'm trying to think. Um, we're going to talk about silence. We're going to talk a little bit about relationships. And then we're going to get into some goal setting stuff. And then that's going to be it, you guys. I'm always going to be talking about this stuff. We're just going to always be talking about it from a different angle. So anyway, let's talk about the three levels of listening. Number one, you have internal listening. What is internal listening? Internal listening is when you're having a conversation with somebody and all you can think about is your thoughts and opinions in your own head. Oh my gosh, you guys, so freaking guilty of this. It's almost it's almost embarrassing, right? To be like, yeah, you know what? When you've talked to me, I have listened to everything but your thoughts and listened to my own and communicated my own way of seeing things. Totally done it, um, So totally true. I only say that because I have to be aware of these things in myself first if I'm gonna talk about it, right? Um, I've totally done it. But it's that whole thing of, you know, it's all about your own thoughts, you know, um, uh, blah, 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 blah. But you're listening to your conclusions and your mind, um, your feelings, your experiences, your judgments, me, 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 my expertise. Um, you know, and I've, I've done it, you guys. I really have. Um, I don't, looking back on it, I think it was because, as I've told you, I always found my worth and what I was, you know, giving to other people. But then when I felt like somebody was actually listening to me, you know, it's just like years of like, oh my gosh, wow, I'm a human being, I'm validated, right? So <laughs> I think that's part of it. But uh, I'm really trying to get better about, you know, just uh, engaging with that person and understanding them because I really do care about my relationships. Um, I have not, I was, I have not always been very good about it, but it's definitely something I'm growing in. Okay, so that's internal listening, basically listening to yourself instead of the person that you're actually having a conversation with. And you got to remember, you guys, you know, when people are talking to us, it depends on the context, right? I mean. You know, like in a coaching context, like if I was going to be coaching somebody, my goal would be to help them to become more grounded in themselves, right? And that can't happen if I don't give them the space to reflect and if I'm not present with them and understanding really what their struggles are and really where they're trying to go, right? Um, I have to be able to listen to everything that they're communicating, but things that they're saying, things that they're not saying, right? Like their body language, looking up, looking down, you know, kind of that whole thing. I have to take all of that into account. You know, and so um, it's really, really important. You know, even if you're having a conversation with your spouse and even your kids, these are things to pay attention to, right? Um, you know, not and not to do it in a way of like trying to trap somebody, but to really understand that sometimes people have a really hard time communicating what they want to say or how they're feeling about something because they fear the response of another person. You guys been there, done that. I did that for such a long time. But, you know, these are just important things to, to pay attention to. All right, number two. Um, focused. Um, I think that's, I think that's what it's called. Focus listening. Maybe. I don't know. If, I don't know if that makes sense. That's what we're going to call it. We're going to call it focus listening. <laughs> okay. That's basically when you've lost all track of time. You're not paying attention to anything on the outside, right? You're focused on the other person to what's being said. Uh, you're practicing being with them. You're asking questions. 
You're offering silence. Okay, um, you're giving them space to reflect on their thoughts. You're, you know, if they say something, if you really aren't clear on what they mean, you ask the question. You know, um, have you guys ever done that where you're talking to somebody and they say something and then that little thing in you, you're like, what? But you don't, you don't ask them what they mean. You just assert your own meaning. So then conflict can sometimes happen too. You know, so I've, I've gotten better about from having a conversation with somebody and they say something and I kind of have a knee jerk response to it or I'm like, whoa, what the heck? You know, that little shift that you can get within yourself, things are flowing. And then all of a sudden you're like, what? Right. You, <laughs> you may not say it, but maybe it's on your face. You can feel it in your heart. It's radiating from you in some type of way. I've learned to pay attention to that and just be like, whoa, what did you mean by that? Cause this is, this is what I heard. This is what I think you meant. Can you clear that up for me? Right? Because you guys, a lot, I don't want to be somebody who's just operating from my own frame of reference because I only have my frame of reference and you can be talking to somebody who has a completely different frame of reference, completely different experiences, completely different meanings. And you're going to sort of, you know, uh, you're going to, what's the word you guys, what am I thinking? Um, you could jeopardize the connection, right? In that relationship, you can jeopardize the trust, right? Because everybody again has um, a different way of seeing things and that needs to be respected, right? And so I'm trying to practice respecting that about somebody as much as possible. So, you know, just this focus listening, um, you're asking questions, you're engaging, you're seeking to understand. So, um, third thing, you guys, this was kind of inter interesting. He called it uh, global listening, which I was like, what, why would you call it that? But it's really this whole thing of you're aware of, you're in the moment, you're listening to what they're saying, to what they're not saying, their body language. Um, you know, you're picking up on everything. You, you're, you're, you have some discernment, um, especially from a coaching, a coaching context or really no, no matter what, if you've been through a particular thing, like for me, you guys, my goal of this podcast is to give you guys a process, a framework, principles, whatever. I'm not even sure what's called anymore, <laughs> but I guess I'll always say process. It makes sense in my mind. Give you guys uh, an order of operation, I suppose, on, um, you know, a way to build a solid identity that's not dependent on circumstances, other people's opinions, or your performance, right? I want you to become a person that's rooted in your character and your values. That is the journey I've been on. And because I have gotten to this place where I'm confidently operating for my values and my character, if someone is approaching me and they want to have that type of conversation, I can tell, I can tell when someone is living by their, is living by their performance, if they're living by other people's opinions, if they're living by their circumstances, because I have done all three of those things. So I have some insight to that because I have been there. That's really what insight is, right? It's when, you know, you're seeking wisdom in your life, you guys. And we've talked about wisdom before. What is wisdom? Okay. What does it mean to be wise? You see it clearly what is right and just having a sound, sound judgment concerning your own highest interests and in your own conduct, choosing your best end and your best means for um, reaching that end. Right? So, you, you know, you, you're very aware of yourself. You have self-control. You are thinking about your decisions and how they impact you in relationship to yourself, right? What's the best ends for the best means? What are my motives? What are my intentions in this, right? It's being very clear on those types of things. And when you are, you know, seeking to be a more grounded person in character and values, right? You're going to make decisions that are going to reflect that. And that, but that's going to be an inner reflection, right? That's going to be you paying attention and being aware of yourself in this type of way. So, um, I can discern these things with people. I can see into it because I've been there. You can't discern something you've never been involved with or something you're not even seeking to understand, right? Um, you cannot discern in others, which you have not discerned in yourself. All right. And that's just the truth of the matter. You guys, 
Um, we have to be able to speak with authority and there's not much authority that somebody has when they haven't walked through that thing that, you know, maybe they're trying to help somebody with, right? You've got to be able to have walked through that process because that's what's going to give you empathy, understanding for the other person. Um, and that's what's going to help, help you weed out who you're going to work with and who you're not going to work, work with, right? I mean, if, if people really don't want to change, you're going to know. They're going to be stubborn. They're going to be hard to work with. They're going to be argumentative at that point. You know, for me, people have to be open, receptive, appreciative, number one, right? They have to show me that, hey, you know, I'm really interested in, you know, integrating, you know, different insight and different views into my life, right? I really want to make some changes. You know, I really, I realize that I'm not where I want to be and I'm trying to get to a different place. So that person has to be willing to, you know, change their paradigm or look at things differently, you know? Um, and so anyway, I, um, I'm not working with anybody one-on-one, -on -one, you guys, my, my life coaching business is going to be right through this podcast. That's, that's my goal is to form a business through this podcast, write books, do a video course, you know, that kind of stuff, you guys, with everything that I'm doing in my life right now, I um, have not made it a priority to work with people one-on-one. -on -one. My, my, my priority right now is being with my kids, homeschooling them, investing in them. And then, you know, when they're all grown up, God willing, maybe I will do more one-on-one -on -one stuff like that, you know, but until then, I'm just going to put it on the podcast for you guys, make it available to everybody. That is really the heart of this thing, you guys. So anyway, I hope all this makes sense. Those are kind of the three things with listening. You know, um, you've got the internal listening, You've got the focused listening and then the global listening. The global listening more or less has to do with kind of more of that discernment. You know, someone's coming to you for some insight on something and you've been through it so you can see into everything that's going on, right? And that's kind of a little bit deeper there. So anyway, you guys, I hope you have a wonderful rest of the day. Tomorrow's going to be Thursday. We're going to be talking about silence and the importance of that. And uh, so thank you, friends, for all your support. I hope you guys have a wonderful day and I will see you guys tomorrow.